It is Friday. First, let me, by the way, I was listening to Pat's Moron Trivia. Eagles were ripped off. Really? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. Let's get this going. Um, all right. Let me tell you about home title lock. Equity theft. This is the craziest thing that, um, that's going on now. You can, for like 30 bucks, you can steal someone's house. Now, I don't know. I mean, you have so much to worry about. Really? I have to worry about my house being stolen as well? Yeah, apparently so. Unless you have home title lock, then you don't have to worry about it at all. Home title lock protects for pennies a day. They put a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage. And if they have anybody tampering with it, they got you covered. Uh, Enter your address. See if you're already a victim. And when you go to HomeTitleLock.com, register now and you get 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com for free. It's HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Well, hello, America. It's Friday. And a good Friday it's going to be. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but if you if you watched the debate last night, uh, which, of course, both of us did. You did, right, Stu? You watched the debate last night? Yeah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> so we were all over it. Um, you're not getting a look when you go to CNN or the New York Times. You're not really getting all of the facts on what happened joe biden um they said they thought he helped himself last night i i'm i'd like to disagree with that and i'll give you the evidence in one minute this is the glenbeck program Victoria has written in. She says, my pillow was a gift that I received given away, uh, given to me before I went to college. I had this pillow for about five years now, and I couldn't be happier. I noticed if I used any other pillow, my neck and my back was uncomfortable, so I, wake, uh, I would wake up feeling un, uh, unrefreshed. With my pillow, I sleep comfortably through the entire night, and I feel great the next morning. I recommend my pillows to so many people. Everybody in my family has one so far. Now it's time to try the MyPillow mattress pad. Head on over to MyPillow.com today and check out the new radio listener specials. This is You're going to find a huge variety of great deals, including the MyPillow dog bed, which you can get as low for $19.99. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And even better, if you pre-order a copy of Mike Lindell's new book, your entire order will ship for free. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the dog bed, for as low as $19.99. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800 966 31 17 for these great radio listener specials. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. All right. So, still, um, you know, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be redundant for you, because 
I'm gonna play some clips from the on your and you I've heard all these clips I, already yeah and you just, saw uh, it last night yeah I mean it's and, just like I I guess you weren't watching football last night were you was there a game I don't I, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know yeah I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't know I don't yeah. I don't like sports yeah and I wasn't at a parent-teacher conference last night either begging to go <laughs> this is the first time first time ever mm-hmm. can i go talk to your teachers instead <laughs> um so uh we were gonna play a couple of clips for you um now <clears throat> this is one of many but i want to start with this one uh this is joe biden talking about how the government uh, really can partner with parents to uh help them uh, raise their kids listen uh, this is uh, Biden confused about TV. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now, hang on just a second. I just want to, just to make Joe Biden feel comfortable. I have Mm -hmm. an old record player here. uh... (laughs) It's getting up to speed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyway. So, (laughs) good God, are we in The Shining right now? Now it's up to speed. Yeah, so... Isn't that what... terrifying. Isn't that what your record player (laughs) sounds? Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden. Oh, geez, hang on. See, kids, you all know that. There, okay. So, uh, you know, you got to have the record player going. <laughs> this is the part where Jack Nicholson's at a really nice party, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of freaky, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And this well, is I like... can turn it down. You know, it has volume control. Yeah. There. Oh, there's like a little... You just close the front of it, and that's the volume. Want it louder? I'll open it up. Oh, or my gosh. Close that's amazing. It. That's your volume control. It's fantastic. So, Joe Biden, when was the last time you heard anyone say, you know, kids just don't hear enough words, so you got to make sure the parents have the record player on? It's been a while since I've heard that <laughs> sentence uh, <laughs> attempted. I tell you, I, I don't think... I've ever heard that sentence. No. Even even growing up at a time where there were record players, I don't remember anybody's advice, keep the record player on. Yeah, I don't <laughs> uh, remember that either. Uh, th- it's a, uh, it's a, especially weird how he came to it. Because he came to it not from, I would have uh, assumed he said record player. I mean, you know, TV. No, he actually went TV and then corrected it to record player. And then he went the phone, and then he realized, no, the phone wouldn't work. I mean, listen to this again. This is really not good. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They They don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Oh my. The, the, the phone. Make sure the, the phone. kids hear words. Wow. First of all, can we also step back and, and realize he's like talking about social workers coming into your home to help you raise your kids? 
which is like <laughs> the policy there seems questionable. Well, as especially well. if they're saying turn on the radio, yeah, turn on. Where's the record yeah, player? You know, <laughs> you know, you kids nowadays, you don't understand. Turn on the radio. <laughs> I mean, radio is even not the future. I hate to say it as a national broadcaster, mm-hmm. but. It shows how out of touch he is. Radio, no television, no, no television, no record players. Put on the record player. I tell you what, Edison's got one of these things you crank all around. You put a little wax cylinder in there, and maybe kids have wax in their ears. Where are my <laughs> shoes? I mean, he is out. I, I think what he's actually trying to refer to there is there's some research that shows that, you know, uh, kids perform better later in life if their parents read to them, if they're hearing right. conversations, if they're right. hearing words. That, you know, their their vocabularies are better Correct. later in life. But uh, he did not. He did not. No, nail he that didn't. One. He didn't nail that. No. Okay. Um, how about um, uh, how about this one? Um, when Biden said, "Let's do," I'm the vice president. Do we have that one? <laughs> Let's put pressure on them to pass the Violence Against Women Act now. But then yeah, we'll but you, you didn't answer the question. Well, the question I, I did, did you make a, no? Did you make a mistake with those deportations? The president did the best thing that was able to be done at the How about time. you? I'm the vice president of the United States. Uh, Secretary Castro. Wait. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> on that one, okay. All you right. know, in that he's talking about a scenario. Okay. And at that time, he was the vice president. All right. Of the All right. I can't um, kill him on that one. Well, he did call Bernie Sanders the president last night. He keeps doing that. <laughs> that's a weird one. <laughs> so, he called Cory Booker a, the president last right, time, right? Right, right, right. Now, here's, hmm. here's Castro confronting him on this. Low blow or the right thing to do? Listen to this. They wouldn't have to buy in. That's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. He wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. in. Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? You said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe that you said two minutes ago that they had to buy uh, in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting that. I said anyone I mean, like look, your grandmother who look, has no money. We need she a would, healthcare system you're automatically, automatically enrolls people regardless of whether they choose to opt in or not. I'm fulfilling, fulfilling the legacy of Barack Obama, oh. and you're not. i will be surprised to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a solid line by Biden yeah. at the end. Uh, I, the one thing I did take out of this debate is that Julian Castro is a jerk. Jerk. A just jerk. Uh, he uh, didn't help uh, himself with that at all. Awful guy. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who is a, he's a zilch in the world. Mm-hmm. He's a zilch. Mm-hmm. And he is plucked by Obama Biden into a prime role in, uh, in the administration for no reason other than to improve his prospects at future election. And how does he pay these guys back? He goes on stage. It's the second time he's done it. He tries to go after uh, Biden because he's just trying to become the vice president uh, under uh, Warren. Like, he he believes Warren Castro is a thing. He's doing what Biden used to do. Yeah. When he wanted to be vice president, he was the president's attack, attack dog. dog. And that is what he's doing for Warren mm-hmm. right now. So Warren doesn't have to do it. But he, I mean... Uh, just the but character was it, but of a person it, who does it, that is correct. But is it legitimate 
to point out, wait a minute, you just, are you forgetting? Because I, uh, I, I didn't remember him saying that. I think, I think Biden was right on the point, wasn't he? I mean, it was, we'll have to go back and listen to the I, audio. I'd have to, I'd have to have actually not been an apparent teacher. Right. And, <laughs> and I remember this play. I remember, remember this because it was a, it was a three yard you say? run. I, <laughs> you I, said, wait no, a minute. I mean, I remember it. the. I... <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to go to Houston here in uh, just a second. Stand by first. Listen up. Got a great offer from Tecovis. I can't wait to tell you about. I want to remind you first why I love Tecovis. Tecovis is made uh, by a, a company here in America that uh, really believes that we can make things of good quality again at really not a high price. And that this is something that Americans really, really would like. And why are we spending so much money on a pair of shoes when, or a pair of boots in this case, when it doesn't have to be that way. If you cut out the middleman, Tecovis takes 200 steps, handmade. They're stitched. They're beautiful, beautiful uh, cowboy or western boots. And you can find them for men, for ladies, whatever you're looking for. But also they make clothing, which is great. I absolutely love their jeans. Um, And their belts and bags and everything else. You're going to find something at Tecovis that you love. If you are looking for high quality at half the price, Tecovis. And right now, if you make a $150 purchase, you enter Beck at checkout, and you'll get a hand-stitched calfskin card case in beautiful bourbon leather. Uh, It's uh, about a $50 value. I carry my cards, my cash in one every day. It is really, really great. Tecovis does not discount their products because they already sell them at an amazing price. This is the first time I think they've ever done anything. They just want to say thank you for trying them. So if you go there, you purchase $150 worth of stuff, you're going to get an extra $50 as free gift uh, from Tecovis now at T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. That's Tecovis dot com slash Beck. Remember, at checkout, use the promo code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. We have uh, Kevin Ryan on now with us. Uh, Kevin is um, uh, was down in Houston. Are you still in Houston or are you back yet? I'm still in Houston. Okay. How, Kevin, how was it in the debate hall itself? What did you, what did you see? What stuck out to you? So I was actually in the media. So all the media, for the most part, were in uh, a gymnasium that was like right around the corner. Uh, and it actually worked out in a pretty cool way because I was able to gauge the way the media reacted to what was going on in the auditorium. And there were a lot of disparities. Um, there were a few moments like when uh, Yang saying about when he said, I'm Asian, so I know a lot of doctors. Um, the, the, uh, the audience didn't really react at all. The media surprisingly was like cracking up they thought it was really funny really because i've seen a lot of criticism on that one saying that he was uh, he was heightening stereotypes and it's like if you're gonna have a stereotype being a doctor is not the worst one i mean <laughs> you know what like, <laughs> you know what <laughs> it's like that just coming from a guy who's got a bunch of good-looking kids and very successful <laughs> and uber smart <laughs> and, and healing people <laughs> and healing. <laughs> we got those asians this time <laughs> <laughs> 
I think at the at the end of the day, Biden was the uh, Biden was the winner of that debate. Um, and Even that was with of- all of the, I mean, doesn't he look uh, like maybe he doesn't have a grip on uh, at least his? Anything? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and there was there were a few moments when, during his gas when there was like chatter through the room, like his record player statement. Yeah. All you could hear after that was like everybody in the room was like, uh, why is he talking about record players? <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting with Biden in that he has a, a stamina issue, I would say, where uh, he was good for the first half hour or so. For and sure. and that's the part that most people watch. You know, I'm one. not sure that that's a good thing though for the president. No, of the it's United a terrible. Thing. I'm good for 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll do less damage uh, if he's only there for 30 minutes a day. It could be an upside of Biden from our perspective. But I think like he he winds up the longer these things go, he can't avoid the go to Joe three o three three o dot com and he just can't he eventually will get himself caught in sort of that you know word barrage that he can't sort out but at the beginning he was relatively focused and and did okay and and i don't think did you i didn't get the idea that there was a huge loser or winner nothing changed in the race from this debate is that was that your perspective kevin i i think uh biden got lucky that uh castro obviously drank too much Red Bull before the debate yeah. and was mm-hmm. just so salty mm. uh, because nobody liked his attack on Biden. It, it just it just seemed kind of uh, unnecessarily nasty. Especially coming from right. him. Was guy. he, was he uh, right, Kevin, about – was he right about the um, uh, uh, the – you just said that you'd have to sign up. He wasn't right. No, he was, was not right. Actually, wrong. No. Jeez. Oh, uh, I know. If you're going to attack someone like that, at least have the fact. Yeah. Correct. I mean, that's a bad yeah. attack to launch if you're not right. L- let me ask you this: the what was anyone's reaction to Biden saying, "Hey, we didn't put kids in cages"? I see. I didn't. Um, I didn't get a reaction out of that at all. And um, it was it was fascinating to see this and. Um, one way I saw it was with Klobuchar. Every time Klobuchar spoke, the whole media room was like, oh, thank God, we have a break now. So they would just, like, mm. chat with their neighbors. People would go get a drink or food. Wow. Like, they did not care about anything she said at all. That's interesting, too, because she had a pretty good debate. It was definitely her mm-hmm. best one so far. Definitely. She had some canned line, like the Houston We Have a Problem thing, Ugh. just, like, People, the whole room was like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's what a groaner. That is a groaner. I mean, come on. I know you're in Houston. You know I'll the name of the city. I'll be back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, you could tell, and this was the thing with Castro. Castro went into that debate. Whether he had a senior moment or not, he was going to say, have you forgotten what you said two minutes ago? He knew he was going to say it. He had it planned. He was waiting to bring it out. He thought he had a good opportunity. He blew that opportunity, and he did it in a way that now everybody hates him, which they should because he just seems like a jerk. I mean, he just seems like a jerk. How about the reaction with uh, Elizabeth Warren from the press? I mean, they seem to really like her, um, which I still don't completely understand myself. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're talking to Kevin Ryan. He's a writer for Glenbeck.com and also TheBlaze.com. Uh, um, 
so oh, you sorry, go ahead, no 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 go ahead so you were talking about Elizabeth Warren so after the uh, debates all the candidates went over to the media center mm-hmm. uh, all the candidates except for Biden by the way for whatever reason um, mm. but uh, it was a good gauge of who the media are really really um, kind of obsessed with or uh, a big fan of because they would follow around. They would basically mob the candidates who they really liked, and they were they were definitely following um, Warren around, and they were following Harris around, which surprised me because every time she spoke, the whole room just completely cringed. Yeah, she had she again did not have a good debate. Uh, she's she's struggling. I mean, she's struggling to recapture her magic. Uh, from debate Definitely. debate one, and I, she seems to go into these things with these ideas, you know, a lot of canned lines. I, I mean, she's not helping herself right now. Um, I did see there; they did mob her though. You, Kevin had sent some pictures, and there were reporters all over her. Um, you know, Biden's interesting though. I mean, there's a good strategic argument to say Biden doesn't have to do anything to win this nomination; he just has to not screw it up. So he comes out and he has a good good first half hour and kind of sits back and. And, you know, hopefully people tuned out by the time he started talking about record players. And <laughs> um, and then why go to the spin room where you can might have another bad moment, right? What's the point? Uh, he's sure. already winning by, you know, 10 points or 8 points or 15 points, depending on the poll. What was the reaction? Let me play uh, Beto Hell Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's well, I want to hear the press room reaction to this. The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15, and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. You know, what an, what an interesting... Uh... Uh, trick he did, shell game of uh, we're, look at these bullets and they bled to death because there weren't enough ambulances. It wasn't the bullet, it wasn't the AR-15. Um, the press loved that, I'm guessing? There was really no reaction uh, and I think the reason why is because they they could see what he was getting at Yeah, and it wasn't really a, there was no surprise there. Yeah, we've been doing <laughs> this for a few days. It was huh? a surprise, however, that no one took the middle ground on guns last night. Not a single Democrat. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So a listener of ours wrote in, Natasha, we have been homeowners for 24 years, business owners for 20 of those. In the past, getting any kind of financing has been very painful and a long process. Uh, I'm sure going over all our documents added a few more days to the process. Overall, refinancing with American Financing was the best, painless, and fast experience and by far better than anything we've ever had to endure in the past. We will definitely use and recommend American Financing in the future. American Financing gets the job done. They do it quickly. You can close sometimes in as fast, I think, as 10 days. I encourage you 
to be responsible with your your money. Getting a loan for a house or refinancing your mortgage may be the right answer for you, but you have to do your own homework uh, and you have to get it with the right people. May I highly recommend American Financing. Make a 10-minute phone call now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't want they don't know quite what to do. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. We're just making sure the kids are hearing words. I put the, I put the record player on. And what kids aren't screaming for the Mills Brothers? Oh, kids love it. I mean... They really love the Mills Brothers yeah, these days. They do. Uh, what year was this thing made? This is a real record this is about player. 1920. Hearing, by the yeah, way. this is uh, in our studio. This is a Columbia Gramophonola. Fonola. Fonola. Gramophonola. I guess. It's probably. It's about 1920. It and, is pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. Oops, it's starting to slow down. I think I better take it off here. It gets a little ugly. All right, let me uh, let me go to uh, Brad Meltzer, who I'm sure is listening to his gramophone uh, at uh, at home as well. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm good, sir. How you doing? I'm <laughs> very good. Brad Meltzer, who is the author of multiple books from fiction to history, adult to children. He's a machine, uh, and he has a new book out called I Am Walt Disney that we tried to talk about a little bit uh, last uh, earlier this week, but because of the news of the day, we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. And it is my favorite subject, I Am Walt Disney. Uh, welcome, Brad. How are you? So good to hear your voice. And I, be, I have to tell you, and I've been waiting for this talk because I know I, we know each other for a dec- over a decade now uh, that this was one of your heroes, too. So this oh, yeah. is going to be a fun one. Yeah, this is probably my hero. This is probably the guy uh, that is my hero. Um, so oh, I, I, the same here. I've been waiting. You know, we, we started this series, you know, listen, we ha- we share that same love of history. And, and we started this series. Also, uh, we know that our kids today need better heroes to look yep. up to. Um, it's enough to be, our kids are all looking at people who are famous for being famous. And I started this book series to give my kids heroes of character, heroes of kindness and of compassion and of hard work. And I've been waiting. We did, I'm Amelia Earhart and Abraham Lincoln and Rosa Parks, but I've been waiting since the very first books to do I Am Walt Disney. Now, I have to ask you, I am a fan of Walt Disney and I know it inside out. And you explain in the books how Mickey Mouse was born. Um, you don't really go into the Oswald the Rabbit being taken by uh, Universal and, and held until recently. However, uh, that is the why. That is why Disney is so litigious because of the birth of Mickey Mouse or the death of Oswald. They don't screw around at all. How did you get the rights to have all of the Disney characters in this book? I ha- listen. I had to give away one kid, but I have three, so I felt <laughs> right. like that. No, but in all seriousness, it was the qu- question, right? I was like, I can't tell 
the Walt Disney story. It's called I Am Walt Disney. You can't do it without having Mickey and Donald and Goofy. It just doesn't make sense. It would be absurd. The beautiful part was, um, and again, with a company that is, you know, knows how to kind of bring down that legal hammer, they loved our mission. Disney loved the mission of the Ordinary People Change the World Series. They gave us the Muppets for I Am Jim Henson, and they gave us Mickey. They gave us Donald Goofy. They gave us, you can see in there, Pinocchio, Winnie the Pooh. And they even opened the archives for us and gave us manuscripts that aren't even published that Walt Disney had written so, I could, so we could work on the book. And they just said, we love that you're putting better heroes out for our kids. That's their mission, too. And they obviously proofed the book and helped us with the book. Um, they drew the we art, did have, they not? We, we did have Oswald in there in the beginning. We did have Oswald in there, but it got too confusing because yeah. it's a book for kids, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a book for kids that are 12 and under. But yeah. I wanted everything in there. And the one, you know, one of the great things that, uh, that Disney did is, is help us make sure all those kind of details and versions of Mickey were right, including – and listen, the creation of Mickey is, is you know – Walt Disney is the great American success story. He gives us the happily ever after. He gives us the magic kingdom. But I think, and I'm guessing what you love about him, what I love about him is that it wasn't easy. When Walt Disney started, you know, even as a little boy, his father used to look down on him mm-hmm. because he didn't, he was like, you know, how are you going to do art? That's never going to make any money. It was his aunt. who used to buy him paper to draw on and said, you know, well, keep, keep drawing. Yeah. His dad and was, even a- when he turned, his dad was a real sad sack. His dad was not helpful at all, um, uh, and yet he persevered, and he went for it anyway. No, nothing could crush his dream. Right, I mean, and that's the point of the book. I mean, when, when Walt Disney's 21 years old, he starts his first film company. It's a total disaster. Disaster. Right? He basically, they tell him he's going to have to declare bankruptcy. He's sleeping in his office. He's taking a bath once a week in the local train station, and I want my kids to know. But if you chase a big dream, you might fail. But when you get back up again, that's how you fly. Yeah. So I noticed you didn't include the part where uh, he and Roy killed their parents. Yeah, or, or, or all the <laughs> you, which you think he would. I mean, right? The guy, the, his father is literally—it's almost out of a Disney movie, right? Because yeah. that's where you feel like that's where he gets all the killing of the parents from, right? Because every movie after that, it, that's all they do. Yeah, and um, it's it's which, what's really what's freaky is most people don't know this that through an accident they bought Roy and Walt bought their parents a home in California. They were just starting to make it, and they wanted to get the parents out to California so they could thank them for their life, and it was so sweet. And because the transaction was happening so fast, they moved in. They get a call, and I think it was his mom uh, that had died first. I think his dad had called and said, um, you know, your mom has passed out. Well, there was a gas leak, and yeah. and they both passed away, and neither Roy nor Walt Ever spoke about it again. I mean, I just yeah, can't listen, imagine. And, and what I'm saying, but and think about it, every Disney movie. What's the thing? It's always the dead parent, right? right? Whether it's Bambi, whether it's you know, pick the Disney movie, Frozen, from from Bambi to Frozen. There's always the dead parent, and you can't help but like psychoanalyze. And, yeah, and even you know, and it comes. You know, I always I think one of the great you know moments uh, in terms of. And again, going back to that never dream, never giving up on your dream is, is even even the creation of Mickey Mouse. I mean, I didn't I actually didn't know this part of the story is Walt Disney comes up with the idea. He says, I got the idea for a cartoon mouse. We're going to call him Mortimer, mm-hmm. Mortimer Mouse. And his wife is like Mortimer. That's a that's a horrible name. That's literally the direct quote we took. 
it's a horrible name. She says, why don't you call him, I don't know, Mickey. And that's how the world gets Mickey Mouse. The first Mickey cartoon doesn't even sell. My son, who loves to draw as our creative, kind of plays with Lego, he always draws things and he'll say, oh, that's not good enough. And I put in this book, our artist, you know, it's an illustrated kid's mm-hmm. book. You see the real first ever draft of Mickey Mouse. You know, we, we put it in there. And my son's like, oh, it's not perfect. I'm like, thank you. I know. And I love that he gets, you know, our kids get to see that sometimes that first draft is, you know, is a first draft. And you got to make it better and better. And my God, does Walt Disney represent that? And we need that right now. Our kids are, you know, we they're so used to having, you know, we put them in bubble wrap and we want nothing bad to happen to them. But we got to teach our kids you learn more by falling off the bike than being on the bike. So there's a couple of things that um, I've done this mental exercise in the 20th century. Can you, is there somebody who made a bigger impact for good um, in culture than Walt Disney? Try to imagine an America, let alone America, the world, without Walt Disney. We would be a totally different people. All of our fairy tales would be still, you know, the wolf wins in the end. Hansel and Gretel, you know, are eaten by the witch. The fairy tales, he, and, you know, some people will argue back and forth, but he gave us this magical space and he, he taught us that it's okay to dream and the things that he brought from, I, I believe we would not have gone to the moon without Walt Disney, or at least we wouldn't have been able to get around it as quickly as we did as a people. Uh, is there somebody, Brad, in the 20th century that you think is, is more important to the American story in the 20th century than him? No, listen, he's writing the American story. Right. That, what, what, I, what I love. And, 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 I, and I, I'll take it, let's go even one step deeper on it, is the reason that it, he writes that is because it's his story. The most authentic story we can ever tell, as you know, is our own story. Mm-hmm. And we all see, you know, Walt Disney grew up in Missouri in this little town that was like that town that neighbors help neighbors and people are kind to each yeah. other. There's a train running down through the middle of the town by Main Street. And when Walt Disney is a father... He used to take his daughters to merry-go-rounds, and they used to love the carousel in this park they used to go to in California. But he would look around and say, you know, there's nothing fun for the whole family to do together here. And this is the part you're going to appreciate, Glenn. I was like, is he starts studying other places where families go together. So he looks at amusement parks, of course, but he studies Gettysburg. He studies all these historical sites because back then people used to take their family mm-hmm. to go there. And he says, we're going to build a new park, and this park is going to have parts of the past yesteryear we're going to have the future and tomorrow we're going to have a fantasy kind of land and they said well, what about today anything from today he said no nothing from today and when he built disneyland which of course is what it becomes we all see main street usa and we see the origins of america in the simpler time what we're really seeing is walt disney's simpler time we're seeing his happy place it's his hometown that's yeah. what he's building complete with a railroad that runs down the center. And the whole book, what I Am Walt Disney as a kid's book stands for, is to teach kids, you have to find your happy place. We all have it. We should never give up on it. But it's there, and you got to find it. When you find that thing you love, you just chase it, because that's the American dream, finding that happy place for yourself. That's what we called the pursuit of happiness. Um, Brad, thank you so much. 
my my favorite uh, of all of the books that you have written for the children. Um, you got it right. Uh, you know, I am. I mean, I've been in the Disney vaults myself. I've I've read his, I've read his uh, his um, day planner. Uh, even they pulled that out of the, his vault because I was looking for something specific. Uh, and they pulled out his day planner for me, and I went through his calendar for the whole year. And, I mean, you got it right. You got it right, and I well, thank I you for that. It. No, and listen, I, I just love the fact that you are as committed to this wonderful uh, dream as I am. And I got to say, Glenn, you know, I know you support me with the thrillers and the things, but doing these kids' books, I, I love that you help us support all this. Yep. Brad, thank you so much. God bless. X chair. X chair is so comfortable. Um, you you will love it, whether you need a chair for your home office or your office office, or if you happen to be lucky enough to be the person, I guess this would be lucky, maybe, uh, the person that is, you know, responsible for ordering all the new stuff at, at the office. If you're looking for chairs for people in the office, the X chair is the chair to get. And they have a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction. So you have zero risk. I know it's hard. You know, you listen to me on the radio, and you're like, ah, yeah, but is it that great? Try it. I mean, no, companies can't do something this big and then say, well, chip it back if you don't like it. Because they can't take the returns. I mean, something this large, they just can't. They would go out of business. That's how confident they are on X Chair. I want you to go to xchairbeck.com. It has 10 different settings. They have uh, for all different bodies, all different prices. You'll find the chair for you. And if you use the promo code Beck, you're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels when you uh, check out. So use the promo code Beck, xchairbeck.com, promo code Beck, $100 off right now, xchairbeck.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So I, uh, Stu and I were just talking about the debate last night, and I would like uh, an apology from everyone in the media and the left. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get it, by the way. Yeah, and I think they owe America an apology. First of all, on the small one, they said we were conspiracy theorists for saying they were going for a single payer health care system. We had them on tape saying this is the first step. Obama's going to do this. Then we'll come in and we will say we need a single payer. It's not a conspiracy. As and Let me quote, it's not a Trojan horse. It's just right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Okay. So we, we were called all kinds of names for saying that. Worse. We were called all kinds of names for saying that they don't that they're going to come and take our guns how many Mm -hmm. times have you heard people say oh we're not going to come and take your guns nobody's going to confiscate guns uh beto last night and no one on the stage last night no one on the stage was like well now wait a minute i mean you know we do have a second amendment or even the hunter thing well i grew up with hunter none of that none of that is anybody going to recognize this and, and the only reason why is we don't need an apology. We need to recognize that the people who are promising you things now are established liars. Established liars. And you know what? Donald Trump can lie and say, you know, look, I'm a hundred billionaire. 
whatever. I don't care. That's different than, look, trust me, I'm not going to take away your guns. I'm not trying to take away your Second Amendment right. I'm not trying to, uh, uh, like cattle, push you in to some sort of socialist health care system. That's totally different than, I didn't have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. This is a lie that truly matters. You're going to save money. You're going to save $2,500. The average family is going to save $2,500, and this is going to make medical costs go down. Really? Did it? Why would we listen to these people? And it's so overt. I mean, we're talking about a very short period of time. They right. went from saying anyone who said a single-payer system was coming was a conspiracy theorist and and most likely a racist. You just didn't like Barack Obama because of the color of his skin, and that's why you were saying these things. My, my, All the way to this, where every candidate is up there talking about it. My whole life, I tried to figure out how people like Mao, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini came to power. How did the people not see it? The answer is, they did. They just didn't want to do anything about it. They just didn't care. It just I don't know. Is that it? Because I feel like its it's that... At some point, emotion just takes over, and they don't even think about where they were before. And now the big people at the top all know, and they're moving. That's what progressivism is. But the people underneath, I mean, they were all saying these same things as if they believed these arguments. And I don't think, I, 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 don't, even, I don't remember the conversion. And now the same thing with guns. Oh, we're not going to take your guns. We're not going to take your guns. Hell yes, we're going to take your guns. That's a quote. Both of those are quotes. I mean, it's nuts. Wake up, America. Wake up. It's coming hard and fast. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor is, is something that has changed my life. I was uh, up late painting last night after I got all my stuff done, uh, and it is my passion. It really is my passion. Uh, history and, and, you know, art is my passion, and I couldn't do it just a few years ago. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get my hands to, to hold the pen, uh, the uh, paintbrush. I would say to my wife, honey, could you just take this line and just make this straight? Because my hands would shake so much from pain. That has changed now. I'm doing, I haven't asked my wife to do anything. Can you just make this line for me? I haven't had to ask her because it doesn't happen like that anymore because of relief factor. Relief factor has taken away a good portion of my pain. Um, and it's really taken away all of my everyday pain. Three week quick start. Please try it. Just try it. Uh, just go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, and get your life back. I have gotten mine back. Thousands of people all around the country and thousands of our own listeners testify to it as well. Just try it, relieffactor.com. Hello, Americans. It's Friday. So glad that you have joined us, especially this hour, the one, the only. 
Bill O'Reilly checks in about the debate and the Supreme Court and all the other nonsense from the week. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, you know the movie. Have you seen it yet? You don't like... I did not it. like the first one. So. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm not going to go to the uh, second one. I, I'm trying to convince my wife to come see it because I think she'd like it. It's not like your typical horror film. It's it's like, uh, uh, what's that Netflix? Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, mm-hmm. you know, souped up a bit. But that's really what it's like. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Anyway, you know the dancing clown, you know, Pennywise, who just stands there with a handful of balloons and then grins at you and he's about to eat you. Okay, and you're like, no, he's just a spooky clown, but he's not going to. And then he does. That's kind of the experience that I usually have with real estate agents. They're like, we're just going to put up some balloons and people will walk through your... (laughs) And then you're stuck. You've been eaten and you haven't sold your house. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bizarre pitch for this uh, particular service. the way I feel. Anyway, realestateagentsitrust.com. Lots of uh, agents, and they don't come to your house with balloons. They come to your house with actual plans to sell your house. If you want somebody who can help create the most value for your home, who has a long track record of success, it's time to get moving. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Bill O'Reilly, let's uh, start first of all by reminding you that his new book, The United States of Trump, is just a few days away. I have read it cover to cover. It is excellent. Uh, And uh, it's how the president really sees America. It's released September 24th. I do expect some sort of a kickback for all of this. Uh, It's The United States of Trump by Bill O'Reilly. Order your copy today. Bill, let's talk about the... Um, uh, let's talk about the uh, amazing debate last night. Who do you want to start with? Now, why would you say the debate was amazing? Uh, because I don't think I have ever seen, um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it on, on a couple of fronts. First of all, there wasn't a single candidate that said, well, now, wait a minute. I grew up in a hunting family. They all now are just saying, yeah, we're going to come take your guns. And we don't have a problem saying we're going to come take your guns. The mask is fully off. Um, I've, I've, never, I've never seen a candidate who is leading the polls who something medically is truly wrong with him. Uh, and I think it's the aneurysms that he has had. He, he just does not have a command of the language anymore. He gets confused fairly easily, uh, and it's it's a little terrifying in a world where you have to be, you know, on your game more than 30 minutes a day. Okay. Um, Biden is befuddled. Um, there's no question about that. I thought he had a pretty eloquent closing statement, although there was nobody left to watch. Everybody had passed out long before that uh, about the trials in his life and that um, purpose through that. I thought that was really good. So I don't think he's totally, um, you know, Bill, at the Bill. retirement home yet. Okay, hang on. I agree with you. And I think, let me just go through a list. Stu, give me the list of what is important to the Democratic uh, voters today. When you look okay. and they, you ask them to rank what's, what's really important to them today, listen to this list, Bill. Yeah, number one by a uh, wide margin 
is uh, ability to beat Donald Trump. 39.6% of uh, voters said the so, top priority was beat, beating Donald Trump. Top priority for 40%. 40%. And that's significant because the second place is health care at 9.9%. Uh, third? Yep. Third, the economy at 8%. Wealth and income inequality, 8%. Climate change, 7%. Gun policy, 4%. Racism, 3%. Uh, I mean, listen, their message is all geared in the seven to five percent. And the reason why Biden is doing well is because people just think that he'll do well against uh, Donald Trump. That's it. That's why I agree. That's why Um, the press is not going to run on the Barack Obama nostalgia tour that that's clear last night that Biden didn't really have any solution to any problems. Um, and he was the only one who basically said that Beto O'Rourke and the rest of them were violating the Constitution. You're not going to be able to seize anything by executive order. The Congress makes the laws. So you can't do that. That seemed to startle Mr. O'Rourke, who just got through blaming um, the massacre in El Paso on President Trump. You know, he came across as a clown. Beto? I guess maybe the clown in that movie you want to go see. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> it. sure, but yeah. um, he came across as a clown. It was just, I, I, come on, is this a burlesque skit? What is this? I mean, the guy doesn't have any grasp of how the country runs. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to take this. I'm going to do it. No, no, you're not. And Biden actually said that and got jeered for doing it. So basically how I see this thing is it was a very good night for Donald Trump, okay? Because even though uh, the president continues to shoot himself in every toe and finger he has by his lack of self-discipline, the alternative to how, how, Can I just stop you for a Stop, 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 stop. What? How do you – anyone who says anything like that – Donald Trump says, you're a loser. You're a two-time loser. You're a hundred-fold loser. And yet you are invited to write a book about him. He invites you to come. He invited me to write the book. Back no, 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 no. And, you, and you're doing a Larry King image. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think if I said those yeah. words and only those words, he would say, yeah, you want to write a book? Okay, come on, Air Force One. I'll spend the time. No choice in the matter. I was writing a book whether I was on Air Force One or not. I know that, but usually it's you'd write a book after saying something like that, and he'd be like, he's a hack. There's nothing to this book. He's He actually participated with you on this. He actually well, answered I mean, some of your on, questions. I'm the truth about the president of the United States. I'm not accusing him of doing anything heinous. I'm saying he lacks self-discipline <laughs> when somebody uh, tees him off. Yeah, I know. Right. My point it hurts him. <laughs> I know it hurts him. And I know. The I know. Right. So that's in the book. Right. I know. And then, then I explain how that happened to him. Yes. How that he all evolved. But let's get back. Yes. To he was the big winner last night. So so what you have is you, you've got a field of Democrats who basically are looking at the camera and saying, I'm going to spend trillions of dollars, even though we have a $22 trillion debt right now, I'm going to add maybe $30 trillion more 
to save your life from climate change. And then Rod Serling goes, you're traveling in another dimension. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm saying to myself, we're true, which it isn't. All right. We're not dying in 10 or 20 or 30 years unless we have to listen to Beto O'Rourke every day. Then we'll all commit suicide. Well, that's not going to happen. So um, tell me about your thoughts are on Elizabeth Warren. I know you wrote an op-ed on her this week. Yes called the con c-o-n poster right now on billoreilly.com dangerous woman and she's dangerous because she comes across as a hip granny all right she's got the glasses the little bob and then kids go oh let's go trick-or-treating to mrs warren's house yeah and then they do and she takes their stuff she takes the candy away from them All right. This is a woman who does not respect private property. That's the headline. Now, twice last night, she was asked direct questions. One by Jorge Ramos. Jorge goes, what would you do, Senator Warren, if a person overstayed his or her visa in the United States? What would you do? Warren didn't even come close to answering the question. Then the next question, I, I don't even know what's from. You're breaking up. Would here. you raise taxes mm-hmm. on American middle class families to pay for your massive health care giveaway? Here's Stephanopoulos. Let's, let's play that. Here's, here's Stephanopoulos asking her that and her answer. Warren doesn't say taxes will go up. Direct question. You said middle-class families are going to pay less, but will middle-class taxes go up to pay for the program? I know you believe that the deductibles and the premiums will go down. Will middle-class taxes go up? Will private insurance be eliminated? Look, what families have to deal with is cost, total cost. That's what they have to deal with. And understand, families are paying for their health care today. Families pay every time an insurance company says, sorry, you Mm -hmm. can't see that specialist. Every time an insurance company says, sorry, that doctor is out of network. Sorry, we are not covering that prescription. Families are paying every time. They don't get a prescription filled because they can't pay for it. They don't have a lump checked out because they can't afford the copay. What we're talking about here is what's going to happen in families' pockets, what's going to happen in their budgets. And the answer is on Medicare for all. Costs are going to go up for wealthier individuals and costs are going to go up for giant corporations. But for hardworking families across this country, costs are going to go down. And that's how it should work under Medicare for all okay. in our health care. So system. cost will go down. She didn't say uh, she didn't say uh, that taxes wouldn't go up. She said costs will go down. But that's what Barack Obama said, that, you know, this this system well, of Obamacare <clears throat> would would reduce things by $2,500 for the average family, which was a total and complete lie. Here's the con. Okay. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and all the rest of the Merry Socialist Band somehow believe that they can go into corporate America and demand 40 to 50% of their profits be given to the federal government. They believe they can do that. What would happen would be all of those corporations would leave the country, leave the country, and set up overseas just as they had under Barack Obama. 
Trump brought them back by cutting the corporate income rates. That's why we have a robust economy. People like me and you, Beck, that have assets, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and allow Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to seize my private property, which has already been taxed. I'm going to move it out of here. So the flight capital between corporations and affluent Americans would lead to a depression in this country. You are That's the con. You are exactly right. Now, I want you to I want you to take this, hold that thought for a minute because I want to I want to build on that and get your opinion because you are spot on. Exactly right. A depression will happen if socialists come in and start to say we're going to tax you to death and we're going to take the wealth that you have already been taxed on and double tax it as well. We're going to move from a free market to a controlled and planned economy. It will collapse. Hold that thought. And we'll be back in one minute. The gun laws on the books in this country are already legion. I mean, we are the the laws on the books that already exist could stop most of these things if we actually did them. But it's not even the gun that is the problem. And we're looking at gun rights all wrong. It's not about hunting. It's not about sportsmen. It's not about collectors. It's not even really truly about self-defense in your home against a bad guy. That is part of it. But it's actually the Second Amendment is about a government gone completely insane and keeping them at bay. We cannot lose our rights, and they are going to do all kinds of things. They're going to come at you with all kinds of taxes. They're going to come at you with insurance problems. They're going to make sure that the bankings don't do business with certain groups of people. They're going to do everything. That's why we have to have strong groups protecting the Second Amendment. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association, this is why they exist. They provide self-defense education, training, and legal protection to over 300,000 responsibly armed Americans like you and me, and they are growing daily. This month, they are giving away $1,000 to 19 lucky winners for free. You could buy a new gun. You could buy a SIG, a Glock, anything else you need to protect yourself and your loved ones. Anything else that you think is required uh, to make sure that you keep a government at bay. When, as, as George Washington said, government is like a fire. When, the, when you are afraid of the fire, it controls you. The fire is out of control. Our First Amendment, our Second Amendment, and all of the Bill of Rights are the way to Get us out of this mess. The USCCA believes in helping protect every responsible American. Text Beck to the number 87222. Beck to the number 87222 and find out more and claim your entries. That's B-E-C-K. Text it now to the number 87222. For all the information and rules, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, um, Bill, I want to ask you a series of questions here, and I'll get to my theory, and then uh, I really want to hear your your opinion of it. Um, one, 
if the economy goes south, uh, Trump loses. Yes or no? I mean, if it it's really goes harder south. for him, yeah. um, the Democrats have two issues that resonate. Mm-hmm. The health care that we just discussed. Yep. And the guns that you just discussed. Yep. Both are uh, attractive to a fairly large segment of the American population. Trump can get around that if the economy is robust, um, because the Republicans really haven't come up with any nope. health care relief. Nope. Okay, they don't have anything. Nope. On the gun front, I do expect they'll make a few attempts to uh, control maniacs from mm-hmm. getting heavy weaponry, but it'll take a while, and it's you know it's not. Yeah. It's a, there's nothing there's it. nothing exciting except we are freeing the American people, and the American people are doing better than they have for a long, long time. That's Lowest right. unemployment rate for blacks in history. All of that stuff, correct? Yes, but also Donald Trump is a big opportunity now to go out and stop with the small ball and go to the big picture and say, look, your freedom is important to me, the president. I'm the president. And your freedom is important. And if you look at what this Democratic Party really wants, it's an erosion of freedom on every front. I I just have a new slogan on BillOReilly.com. It used to be, take your country back. I've changed it to fight for your freedom, because the far left in this country, which includes 90 percent of the media, wants to erode personal freedoms, not only in guns, but on every level, every level. And if Trump can get that across, he'll be reelected. But I'm not sure he can. OK, um, so I just want to get a yes or no, really, yes or no question. Trump m- will have a very difficult time if the economy tanks. Yes, he has a difficult time. Um, uh, There is a load of investment coming from overseas right now. Money is pounding into our treasury and also into Wall Street because we're the only place that's really performing because of American freedom. Yes or no? Not the only place, but one of the few places on Earth where you can make money is America. Um, Do you agree that companies uh, and the banks... If somebody says, I'm going to change the free market system to more of a planned economy and, oh, by the way, I'm going to break up all these banks, that would cause a that would cause a significant uh, impact on what those companies do with their money. And if it, they thought that person might win, that they would go into, uh, you know, kind of a, a a protection position, which would not be good for the stocks and and companies flight of capital and hoarding of profits will lead to unemployment tripling correct so doesn't the dem don't the democrats have a reason to hire somebody i mean you want to talk about a short uh, a short walk uh, or a a long walk on a short pier to socialism by just really spooking the markets whoever that person is bernie i mean uh, elizabeth warren is an easier candidate perhaps to de- uh, to defeat but she will spook the markets and companies so much that it could really impact the uh, economy which would really hurt donald trump because she'll blame it on him she'll blame it on capitalism and everything else when indeed it would be a reaction to her 
I don't believe she has that kind of power. Even if she is the candidate? No. Wow. I think that the uh, the smart money will say she has no chance she's George McGovern. Mm. That would be great. Well, I know Aunt Mimi will vote for her, but I don't know too many other people uh, who actually are working for a living that are supporting Elizabeth Warren. I, I don't know I, I really, myself, I mean, outside but... of Cambridge, Massachusetts, and uh, Beverly Hills, California, uh, the regular folks, uh, I mean, they don't want a socialist in there. They just don't. All right, we're back with uh, Bill O'Reilly. we got to go to the uh, Supreme Court and the border, what's happening there, uh, and the Supreme Court on refugees. Uh, looks like they backed the president. What does this mean? Uh, and don't forget, his new book comes out. Uh, the, uh, uh, what is it called again here? Shoot. Uh, the United States of Trump. It comes out on the 24th. How the president really sees America. It's very insightful. It comes out now. Order it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. And be one of the first. Also, Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining me on our cruise through history. Uh, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, uh, Bill will be there. Pat and Stu will be there also. Uh, if you're one of the last people, we have, I don't know how many, it's a couple dozen uh, cabins left now, uh, and we want to sell this out. This will be the first time anybody has sold out an entire cruise liner. I mean, this is a full, this is over 3,000 people. Nobody's ever done that on these, you know, hey, come cruise with me. It's usually like 200 people. Um, we have a couple of dozen uh, uh, cabins left. If you... Order now. Usually the last in doesn't get anything special. We're going to throw a special cocktail party in honor of you. Uh, and Stu or Pat going to host it. You know, I'll stop by. It'll be it'll be lots of fun. Uh, and you'll get the one of the first copies signed of my new book, Arguing with Socialists. So make sure you join us. A lot of fun, a lot of history and everybody you love hanging out with you. ComeSailAway.com. ComeSailAway.com. Get your tickets now. Welcome to uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Bill, um, let's spend a few more minutes here just for a second on guns. Um, This... The press and the la- and the and the the Democrats owe America an explanation. Just twelve months ago, they were telling us no one's coming for your guns. Now all of them on stage are talking about coming for our guns. At the same time, they say we can't round up twenty million you know Americans who are just good people, law-abiding citizens. They seem to be able to round up 21 million guns from, you know, I guess, terrorists, as they would view these people that have these guns. How are they how are they planning on on doing this? And is anybody ever going to recognize, hey, you just told us you weren't for gun confiscation. Now you're saying, yeah, we are going to do it. Well, I mean, look, all of these Democratic candidates for president have to run to the ultra left. You can't have anybody in there who isn't a crazy leftist on the stage. I mean, Biden last night, Biden said that every person in the world who applies for asylum in America should be allowed into the country. It's craziness. 
I mean, we're talking, what, 50 million people all over the country, even more. If everybody in China could get over here, well, I don't want to live in a communist China. They're going to shoot me. So, And then Biden also said, um, no one who commits a nonviolent crime should be in prison. Well, the burglars all, uh, all celebrated, hey, hey, oh, hey, that's good. We'll just break into everybody's house. It's nonviolent. I don't have to go to prison. Joe Biden said it. So what I'm trying to get across is no matter what they say, it doesn't mean anything. The only way that gun confiscation could happen is if both houses of Congress passed a law that listed certain firearms that were not allowed to be in the United States of America. Immediately, that would be challenged constitutionally, immediately, and seven years from now, maybe we'd have some definition. But Congress is never going to do that as long as there's a Republican Party. All right, let's talk about the Supreme Court. Supreme Court this week ruled in favor of Donald Trump. Tell me the ramifications. Okay, so what the case was, was that the Trump administration says we have a crisis on the border because millions of people are trying to get in here and claim asylum. And once they put foot on our soil, they can stay in America as long as it takes for their asylum case to be heard in the courts. And that could be three, four years. So we can't, as a country, absorb millions of people, theoretically, who are going to claim asylum. That makes sense to everybody, right? Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. So the Trump administration says, in order for an asylum seeker to have any credibility with the government, you have to claim asylum in the first foreign country you get to. So therefore, if you're in Honduras, the first foreign country you get to in your seeking of asylum is Guatemala. Mm-hmm. So you've got you've to apply there for asylum. If things are so bad in Tegucigalpa, then you want to maybe Guatemala help you. But anyway, that's the first step. You've got to do it. If you're in Guatemala, first step is you've got to apply for asylum in Mexico. So this cuts down all the cases that we have to immediately adjudicate on right. asylum. And, right. and it makes it easy for us to be able to say, did you apply for asylum in the first country you got? No, I didn't. Okay, go home. We, yes, we, you can't, you can't, we don't have to have a court hearing. You can't apply here unless you do that. So the Trump administration made that rule. And immediately a leftist judge said, oh, no, you can't make that rule. It's unconstitutional. Immediately. And then the Supreme Court heard it and said seven to two, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Seven to two. No, the administration has the power to make a rule about asylum if the administration sees a threat to the country. And obviously there's a threat to the country mm-hmm. because all these children wouldn't be separated from their parents and they wouldn't be sleeping on the floor if tens of thousands of them didn't overwhelm our facilities on the southern border. Our facilities are overwhelmed. Our courts are overwhelmed. That obviously is a huge problem that the Supreme Court recognized and said, no, the federal government has to take steps to mitigate the problem. So it was a logical ruling, certainly within the Constitution, but it just shows you the madness of of Biden last night. Biden to anybody who gets here, anybody, and says, I want asylum, should be allowed to live here as long as it takes. Anybody. You can't absorb, the country cannot absorb that many people. We have $22 trillion debt now. 
And then everyone on the stage would give all of those people free health care. What, ha- what, what happens when the Democrats um, pick a, a candidate and they're going head to head and now they have to go back to the center? What, what happens to their base? Well, Biden. Oh, their base. OK. See, Biden will be able to do that easy. Yes. But the others won't. If, if, if Warren or Sanders, and they're the only three that have a chance, just Biden, Warren, and Sanders, that's it. And let's be and honest, Sanders, Sanders doesn't, doesn't have, have a chance. chance. Doesn't have a chance. No, I agree with you. You agree with me. He's out. Um, so um, Warren, she can't backtrack, but Biden could. Now, your question is, what about this far-left base? There aren't that many of these people. The reason that we deal with this every single day of our lives is because of the media. Mm -hmm. The media trumpets them, spotlights them. But as far as numbers are concerned, you just read the numbers. What what is climate change number 18 on the list? It's 6%, 7%. It's the media that that propels this far-left socialist movement into the forefront. And then the conservative media overreacts to them, all right, because they are unbelievably dopey and threatening and a problem. I said Elizabeth Warren is dangerous. She is. So the combination of the, of the enabling by the mainstream media and the reaction from the conservative media means it's all far left all the time. All right. Your new book comes out a week from Tuesday, and it's how the president really sees America. And you really explain where he's coming from, how he got to his thinking process in a, in a way that I think is very helpful. I mean, the media, every member of the media should read this uh, because it, you would start to understand the president. You may not you'll never you know, necessarily agree with him because of reading your book, but you will look at that and go, okay, I can see how he got there. I can see how he thinks. But, Beck, they don't want to understand. No, I know Donald that. I know Trump. that. They I want to hate that. him. No, I know that. I, I, I mean, you know, come on. I know. Every but, responsible. But regular American yeah. who loves his or her country, don't you really want to know how Trump pulled this off? Where There's only one other person that might have been able to do this. That's Oprah Winfrey. All right. How on earth did he get to be president? How? Don't you really want to know that? No, you see, I tell you, that's, I, think that's a, I think that's a bad uh, spin of the book. I, I want to know how this president arrives at the conclusions that he uh, arrives at, how, why he acts the way he does. Okay, uh, and I think that, that, that does answer the, the how, but back. that's not really he, the point of your book. He, there are two points of the book. No, there's one. How he pulled it off, which is absolutely factual history. Yes. And his brilliance in formulating a philosophy that allowed him to win. And how he arrived at all of the things that he's done. Now, it's not a pro-Trump book in the sense that I'm not boostering him. I'm saying this is how he sees America. I don't know what book you wrote and which one I read, because what I got out of the book was how he sees things and how he arrived at those things, not his policies or anything else. But when he no, does some policy book, when well, he does, and I are, are, we're, we're agreeing. It's just that yeah. the wording is different. Yeah. When, you when you look understand at understand 
if you want to know the history of your time, the time that you're living in, you got to understand how Donald Trump pulled this off and how yeah. he thinks. Yeah, how he thinks is is fascinating, uh, and the the questions that you asked, I thought were uh, were very brave. Uh, and I wish he would have been more forthcoming on some of them, but you did. But I the, got his son. Uh, I know you got See, the, his son. I know filled in the blanks right. that he didn't want to answer. All right. So um, here's a question on his yeah. son, and it's on Barron. I think that this whole vaping thing is because Melania caught Barron or one of Barron's friends vaping. <laughs> now, do you have anything to base? None. That on? No, that's absolute nothing. <laughs> nothing to back that up. Look, Baron Trump, you got to feel sorry for the kid. He's shadowed by Secret Service every second of his life. All right? It's not like he can go out and skateboard down Pennsylvania Avenue. All right? So he's not vaping, Beck. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I just, I, okay, so help me out. This is what I'm really asking you. Help me out. How did, where did this come from? The vaping thing? Yes. It's just basically Trump is a Puritan, and I'm sure you picked this up from reading the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Puritan about drinking, about drugging, and about smoking. Trump didn't want any part of that. He's never done any of it. That's one thing that Trump and I have in, in common. I've never been drunk. I've never used a drug, and I've never smoked. All right? And Trump is like a fanatic about those things, and there's a reason, and it has to do with his older brother. Well, both of you have missed some really good times uh, and some very needed black I'm doing all three right now. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly, thank you. I'd be in prison for life. <laughs> I know, I you know. You know what I mean? I know. No, I'm, I, uh, I often say that I have an allergy to alcohol. I break out in handcuffs. It's not good. Yeah. It's not so good. You, I, I'm so glad I was an athlete, played four sports, never got involved with it. Yeah. And it served me well. Okay, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Again, you can order his new book, um, The United States of Trump. It's uh, coming out a week from Tuesday. Excellent. Uh, Bill, we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, thanks thank for having you. me in. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, uh, sponsor this half hour uh, is Tecovis. Um, they got a great offer going on for you right now. Uh, if you decide that these boots are the boots for you, they make beautiful, beautiful, high-quality boots uh, it is it is twice the quality of a boot that is similar price range or it's half the price of a boot that is made with this quality. Whichever way you look at it, it is quality. You're going to love it and you're not going to pay just nosebleed prices for something of real quality. It takes over 200 steps to make a Tacovis boot. And the reason why that they are inexpensive is because they cut out the middleman. You buy them online, and I know that seems like a weird thing maybe to buy a shoe online, but they make it really super easy, um, and they, they'll just, you know, you can send the boot back if it's not right, and they'll send you the one that is right. I mean, it's it's really, really super easy, and that's why it's um, it's so successful, and that's also the reason why they can charge the prices that they do. Now, they're, they never run specials. But they're going to do something. If you buy something there for $150, you get a purchase uh, and you, you're checking out and you see it's 150 bucks or more, they're going to send you a really nice hand-stitched calfskin card case wallet. It's a, it's a card case. I put my cards and my cash in there. Uh, and it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. 
$150 purchase. You get one of those for free. It's like a $50 value. All you have to do is visit tecovas.com slash Beck, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Find your pair, and don't forget, enter the promo code Beck at checkout. This is the Glenn Beck Program. back we bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children it's not that they don't want to help they don't want they don't know quite what to do play the radio make sure the television the, excuse me make sure you have the record player on at night the, the, the phone <laughs> make sure the kids hear words oh geez and the phonograph broke well it's, that's uh, the not even well it's not a phonograph it's a wax cylinder and uh, <laughs> i didn't know if he was really meaning the phonograph or the wax cylinder and uh because <laughs> i mean i haven't heard anybody talk about a phonograph in a very long time it's been so a while we'd route out the wax cylinder that's a, you know, that's kids why you don't play with the wax cylinders, you know, because, uh, you know, you just, you just put the Mills Brothers on and the old Edison gramophone. <laughs> so anyway, um, we do have a list of the, the amounts of money that, the cost of their global warming initiatives uh, that they spoke about last night to, you know, to save your life. This is just the climate spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, uh, this is uh, eighth place. Uh, Andrew Yang only wants to spend $4.9 trillion. But that's it. And he's in eighth place. He's in eighth place. <laughs> in seventh place. Yes. Beto O'Rourke, only $6.5 trillion he wants to spend on the That's climate. It. That's it. That's it. Basically nothing. And he can come get that money while he's getting your guns. That's the nice thing. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Biden, uh-huh. in sixth place, wants to spend only $6.7 trillion Hold of your on. dollars. Hold on. Speak right into the <laughs> ear here. What, what did you say? $6.7 trillion. $6.7 trillion, you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, fifth place, Buttigieg only wants to uh, spend about $7.5 trillion. Hmm. Okay. That's not too bad. Mm-mm. Then, uh, in fourth place, Amy Klobuchar only wants to spend 7 to $8 trillion. Mm-hmm. So it could only be $7 trillion. Could be 8 Could be $8 trillion, but not a, not a ridiculous they number. They always overestimate these numbers. Cory Booker and Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren tied for third. Mm-hmm. Uh, both going to spend about $8 trillion. Hmm. Um, not too mm-hmm. bad. Uh, second place, uh, Harris and Castro, they're tied. They got into the double digits, ten trillion dollars. Ten trillion, <laughs> and coming in at number one. And he's going to do this. He's going to get to net zero uh, emissions without any use of nuclear power. Somehow, Bernie Sanders only wants to spend sixteen point three trillion dollars. Wow! Wow! That's-, that's it. I mean, I want I want that spending doubled. I want thirty trillion, forty yeah, trillion. Yeah, if we're the richest country in the world, and this is the biggest threat. I mean, w- why stop at sixteen point three trillion? Sixteen trillion—that's that's chump change. Mm. We need real visionaries on this. <laughs> Who can spend forty trillion in the first year? You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, our cruise through history 
um, is uh, is happening. Uh, David Barton, Rabbi Lappin, Bill O'Reilly is going to be there. We're hosting daily shows. We have a, a sailing museum full of historic items to help make the points. So when you get off from Athens, we're going to be telling you, okay, so we took this, this, and this, and this is how it helped build the Republic of America. Uh, get, grab your tickets now, this last two weeks. Uh, it's comesailaway.com. Comesailaway.com. Get all the details and come sail away with us. Hello, America. It's Friday. We're glad you're here. We have two people that joined us yesterday from the audience. We said, who is willing to watch the debate and then come back and report on all of it? Uh, You know, Stu... He watched it, of course, oh, but, yeah. you know. And you did, too. Yeah, of course I did. How do you create? So Darren and Gabrielle watched it, so you didn't have to. Uh, and uh, one of them gave us a one sheet, and the other one gave us a four-page outline plus a three-page op-ed. One of these people is going to be making uh, more, uh, you know, than the other, I think, when we get down to it. We'll talk to Darren and Gabrielle when we, when we come back. Program. One minute. First, let me tell you uh, the things that I absolutely love are things that make problems go away. Problems with your car. There's nothing better than saying, does my car shield policy cover this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already talked to CarShield. It's all taken care of. Really? Thank you. Thank you, CarShield. If you don't have a warranty on your car, if it's if it's lapsed, it's over, uh, you really need some sort of coverage because some of those stupid chips that control everything, when they go out, it's it's not like you, you know, run down to the uh the auto parts store and just grab a chip and put it in. I don't even know where it is. I don't even know how I don't even know where they put all the chips or what the chips do or how you would even find them. Now, I know I'm a moron, but most of this stuff you can't fix yourself. And it costs you a buttload of money. Not if you have Car Shield. If it's a covered repair, man, you are going to be singing their praises like I have sung their praises over and over again. They've, sent, they've saved me thousands of dollars on repairs. CarShield.com. If your car has 5,000, uh, 150,000 miles on it and you don't have a warranty, please stop. Get CarShield. CarShield.com. 1-800-CAR-6000. 1-800-CAR-6000 or CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10% uh, off your first year right now. CarShield.com. So I want to bring uh, Darren and Gabrielle. Uh, Darren is from Florida. Hello, Darren. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, good, good. Did you enjoy yourself last night? I uh, couldn't put it into words. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. A hundred bucks was not enough, was it? Uh, no. Yeah, it wasn't. Gabrielle is in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and Gabrielle, you're a student, right? I just graduated, sir, from Grove City College. Okay, and uh, you're in Pennsylvania, and what do you want to do with your life again? 
Well, I am trying to create a career in in media and public and political education. So I want to, although I want to pursue graduate study, I currently am the editor in chief of the Unvarnished blog, where I'm trying to share some strong and solid political analysis you can trust, sir. Uh Okay. So take a guess to which one of these gave us (laughs) one sheet of analysis and the other one gave me four pages Mm. of very comprehensive notes, including a grading system in four different categories for Mm. each of them and a three-page editorial. I'm on the fence on this one. I don't know... (laughs) It's very yeah. difficult to Darren, decipher. Darren, guess which one is you? <laughs> I'm guessing I gave you the summary. Yeah, yeah you gave mm-hmm. us the one-page uh, summary. Uh, and, kids, I just want you to know, this is the way the world works. Darren is a man, so he's going to make $100. Gabrielle <laughs> is a woman. We're paying her 76 Even after this workload. Even after all of this. <laughs> Even after all this work. Okay, so let me go back and forth with both of you. First of all, was there a uh, was there a winner in your eyes if you were a Democrat watching this? Let's start with Darren and then go to you, Gabrielle. I did not see a clear, uh, clear winner. Okay, Gabrielle. I agree with Darren. I didn't see a clear winner. However, the person who I thought lost the the least was Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Um, let's start with uh, let's start. Let go back and forth. Tell me your analysis, starting with Darren on Biden last night. What'd you think? Other than the one comment where he kind of confused me about the the, um, the record player and everything, <laughs> I thought he throughout the pretty much the whole night he had really good energy, uh, good passion, and he seemed to do a lot better when responding to attacks directly to him. And Gabrielle. I've read your four pages. You disagree. Yes, sir, I do. I do not believe he handles himself well under the attacks from Julian Castro. I I think he made at least one blunder every time he, he spoke. And I also didn't appreciate how the when the moderators tried to cut him off, everybody else on the stage kept, continued with their point and finished their thought where Biden just abruptly ended. I think that hurt him significantly. So do any do either of you think that his um, and I, I don't say this, I say this with the knowledge that he has had two aneurysms. One, they did not think he'd be able to speak again. And it's happened recently. They had to cut his head open and they didn't think he would have the ability to speak. He has recovered. I don't think that he's senile. I think he's had an aneurysm and it has affected his speech center. Is it, would would either of you think that he's close if he was in your family to the family saying, "Hey, Grandpa, we we got to take the keys from the car, from me on the car." Darren, um, I would maybe I just I have it just kind of baked into his personality that uh, you know being being his age that's the way it's going to be. Uh, but yes, I would I would have some concerns. Yeah, uh, Gabrielle. I, I definitely would have some concerns. I I think Joe Biden is the, the lovable grandpa of the bunch and that it would be, hey, grandpa, let me drive you instead of instead of you driving yourself. I don't think he's really capable of, of handling himself any longer in the policy space. OK, so tell me about uh, let's go to Kamala Harris. How did she do? Darren first. Um, 
see way, way too many uh, zingers, uh, be it against Trump or just in general. Um, but she did direct her attacks more so uh, specifically at Trump as opposed to the rest of the Democratic uh, Democratic field. And uh, Gabrielle? I think I, I agree with Darren that he that she did make herself very strongly anti-Trump. However, I don't think she did a, a decent enough job in defining herself as what she is for. Uh, all the other candidates seemed to define the define their platforms, but where Harris it just made her platform solely anti-Trump. So, so let me. Um... Let me go to uh, the attack on um, on Biden and your reaction to th- this attack from Julian uh, Castro. Play the audio, They wouldn't please. have to buy in. That's a big difference because Barack Obama's vision was not to leave 10 million people uncovered. They, he wanted every single person in this country covered. My plan would do that. Your plan would they not. They do not have to buy in. They do not have to buy in. You just said that. You just said that two minutes ago. You just said two minutes ago that they would have to buy in. You said they would have to buy in. in. Are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago? Are you forgetting already what you said just two minutes ago? I mean, I can't believe. Then he looks to Bernie Sanders and says, "What did he say?" That they had to buy in, and now you're saying they don't have to buy. You're forgetting. So I think this makes Castro absolutely toxic. Agree or disagree? I agree. One hundred percent agree. Did not uh, make him come off very good, making Biden uh, enemy number one. Yeah. Um, And let me go to another uh, crowd pleaser, if you will. Uh, Let's go to Beto, where Beto was talking about, you know, confiscation of guns. Here's this moment. The high impact, high velocity round when it hits your body shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15 year old girl who was shot by an AR-15 and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa in Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Uh, Darren, your thought on that? I just thought it was uh, just red meat, throwing it out there for everybody. Do you think he doesn't mean it? Oh, yeah, he absolutely means it. I don't think he would be able to, to do it initially. But I think that's just his main, his main focus, his main point for the whole night, and just kind of threw that out there. How do you think the there, – there wasn't a single person really on the stage that um, disagreed with that in, in spirit. No, nobody was the, you know, reasonable Democrat saying, Hey, you know, I'm a member of the NRA or my dad was, and there was no, there was no happy gun talk that usually, um, preceded stuff like this. Nobody was saying, we're not going to come for your guns. How did, how did that play? Do you think Darren? Uh, I just think they're, you know, just the Overton window. Just keep going further and further and take a little bit uh, progressively. Gabrielle, your thoughts? Well, I think it was very interesting that when it it, it was in response to Kamala Harris's 
decision to support a mandatory buyback of assault weapons by via executive order. Biden came out saying can't do that constitutionally. It was very interesting to see how quickly he was shut down, not only by the other candidates, but also by the moderators. I think that speaks just to the radicalism of the entire Democratic Party right now. Including the press. Um, one one last uh, thought. Is there is there anyone uh, that you saw last night and you had a gun to your head and you had to vote for one of them? Who do you think could do the least amount of damage? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm thinking maybe Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I definitely don't agree with all of his policies, but I think it would be the, the least worst um, policymaker. And Gabrielle? I would have to say Andrew Yang. I don't know necessarily enough about him. However, he seemed definitely to be the only candidate on that stage who supported any type of entrepreneurial values, any type of capitalist values. You could see that incorporated into a variety of elements of his platform. So as a capitalist, I would have to vote Andrew Yang. I will tell you, Andrew Yang, they laughed at him on his closing uh, where he was saying, I'm, I'm going to give $1,000 a month to 12 people. Uh, and, uh, and and if you think you can control your life better, uh, tell me why you think this $1,000. And what he's doing is he's coming up with universal basic income, which doesn't work. It, it, they test it over and over and over again, and it just doesn't work. Um, but, uh, you know, he was laughed at that. And what he was saying was really kind of good. You are responsible for your own life. Uh, While he was touting universal basic income, he was saying we've got to get this government back in the hands of the uh, people. Uh, One last opposite. Who's the most dangerous? I would say Bernie. (laughs) Definitely Bernie, isn't it? Gabrielle? Ideologically, I would agree with Darren that Bernie Sanders is the worst. However, in terms of who has the actual chance to win, I think Elizabeth Warren is is the most dangerous. She has very similar views to Sanders. However, she is in a package that can appeal to a large section of the American public. Gabrielle and Darren, thank you so much. You guys are both great, and I appreciate it. Um, Do we have the picture of of Gabrielle's um, of Gabrielle's campaign headquarters did we get that picture Bowie? yeah here she is look at all look at this uh here's darren's uh we have that picture yeah there's darren's it's a, la- it's it's a lazy boy <laughs> uh guys thank you we're gonna hey can we post your uh notes and stuff on glenbeck.com absolutely please do Dar- uh, right. darren yes sir yeah can we do that yeah okay. are you even listening to us anymore <laughs> I, I, I am listening, and yes, you can post. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Thanks, guys. We really good. appreciate it. Hang on the phone. We'll uh, make sure that you get your paycheck, your first paycheck mm-hmm. from Glenn Beck. And just remember, because of your gender, you'll be making less, Gabrielle. Yeah, we're going to say we're going to pay you, but we're not really paying you equally. No, of course not. Yeah, you get 36 mm-hmm. bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Here it is. Can you imagine... Uh, a horror film. Now, they'll just go with me because it's Friday the 13th. A mm-hmm. horror film where Hannibal Lecter just is borrowing a guy's face for a while. He's you, get it ba- you get it back. <laughs> hmm. 
doesn't really work, right? Is it, did he buy it back? If he bought it he back. Bought it, he bought it it's back. My face isn't face for sale. <laughs> yeah, we're going to buy it back for 20 bucks. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> anyway, every day in America, people have their lives ruined by identity theft, and they are stealing it. They are not borrowing it. They're stealing your identity. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats and keeps you informed if and when someone is trying to get a hold of or sell your information online. And if there is a problem, their U.S.-based restoration specialists are going to work to fix it. So don't let someone steal your information. Get LifeLock today. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you miss out on your own. So join now and get the extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for an extra 10% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Listen to this. This is uh, from that editorial that uh, Gabby uh, or Gabrielle wrote. Um, she says, in comparison to VP Biden and Senator Sanders, Warren came across as trustworthy and a qualified contender. Maintaining her characteristic staunch, stiff demeanor, Warren balances a persona of classical diplomatic politician with a radical agenda of fundamentally transforming the American economy and government. Although far from the ideological mainstream, Warren presents herself as a clear foil to President Trump's hasty, flamboyant style, giving her a significant edge to the average American voter who is weary of Trump's governance by game show. More importantly, however, is the unfortunate reality that Americans are looking to trust their national leaders again. According to Gallup's longitudinal study of trust in government, only 41% of Americans in January 2019 had at least a fair amount of trust in the federal government, down 10% from 2016. Warren's understated self-confidence has the capacity to command trust if people are willing to listen to her message. With her continued battle cry of necessary reforms in every sphere of life, ranging from listening to unionists to environmentalists and shaping the trade policy to universal child care and education from birth to the university, Warren clearly conveys the message of I am government and I am here to help. <laughs> and that's that is true. That's why she's saying I have a plan for every for everything. Can you just read some from uh, Darren's op ed? Uh, I don't have that one yet. I don't have that. Are you sure? Because yeah, no, I, hmm. well, I he have, still gets more money though than her, right? I have Warren disappeared for a while after his first her first health care segment. <laughs> So that, and I will say that was true. <laughs> that was, true. It was a that good was observation. True. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, there's also some other stats that are interesting. The The Democrats are always pointing to the future. And we have said this over and over and over again. Look, how are these people going to take us into the future when one of the guys leading it is talking about make sure you put on the phonograph for the kiddos when you get home? Uh, wait a minute. What? Well, Stu found a... Uh, uh, a really interesting, um, not survey, but historic fact about who wins in the Democratic election when there is a Republican incumbent. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting to summarize it. Um, 
no, the last time a Democratic uh, non-incumbent that was uh, over 52 years old won the presidency. Okay, so, you, you know, obviously a president running again is a different story, but a non-incumbent running for the Democrats that was over 52 years old, the last one that won, Woodrow Wilson. Every other Democratic candidate that has run and been over 55 years old has lost. And everyone that has been under 52 years old has won. Which makes Since 1960, sense I think, yeah. If mm-hmm. you're saying, uh, you know, we're the future, we're the future. Because you look at that and it just... You know, we're tired of these old ideas. That guy's been in Congress since 1972. You know, it just doesn't compute. And it's why they thought that, you know, Beto would be so great. Um, But who does that leave? Who's under 52 on this field? Harris, Klobuchar, um, Buttigieg. He's uh, he's 11. Yang. Mm -hmm. Beto is mentally eight. Yeah, does that count? Right. But <laughs> Warren is not. No, I know. What is really interesting, and, and the one thing I think helping Warren here, is there are multiple candidates older than her, so people are forgetting that she's just as old as Hillary Clinton, right? Mm-hmm. How old is Warren? Can we look that up? Uh, Boy, she, does, she doesn't look it, though. No, she looks younger than Hillary. Yeah. Um, but she's basically the same age. And, you know, you have Bernie, who is almost the same as Biden. 70. She's older than Clinton. Clinton was 69 when she ran. So, uh, you know, I mean, she's not older than Clinton at this moment, but, but she's she older. looks like a fun, nice grandma. <laughs> she's 70. Biden is 76. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Sanders is 78. Okay. Biden's 78. No. 76, 76. And, and Sanders is 78. Yeah, he's older. I mean, really, I mean, I know Mike Gravel dropped out. But he's only 89. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe they should go back to that well because, I mean, this is. It's crazy. And it hasn't worked for Democrats in the past. Right. Uh, because, it, you know, that, that idea that it's supposed to inspire change. You want someone, I guess, younger Young to, and, do so, and, and to do that. And in that pool. Yeah. You know, the World War II era is over with Jack Kennedy. Mm. All right. Let me ask you kind of a personal question. If you live in an apartment or an apartment complex, do you do you deserve the same level of safety and protection of people who, you know, have their own home? Right? Of course you do. You need something that's going to give you a sense of security while remaining affordable at the same time, and I have a perfect answer for you. It's simply safe. State-of-the-art, around-the-clock monitoring system, second to none. It's affordable, it's reliable, it's practically invisible. It's $15 a month. You can cover every vulnerable place inside and outside your house, in your apartment, wherever you live, with a layer of protection. The choice is really clear. And you live in an apartment or you're in college, whatever, Simply Safe is the way to go. If you're a homeowner, it's the best out there. Simply Safe. Huge deal going on right now. If you go to simplysafebeck.com, you get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if somebody tries to get in. Get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. Simplysafebeck.com.
Welcome to the program. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you have uh, tuned in. This is the third most listened to show in all of America. We're glad that you are. Uh, you're one of those underachievers with us. <laughs> Number one, tries so hard and everybody's trying to stab him in the back. Number two, of course, we learned from Avis, has to try harder. Number three, mm-hmm. just kind of skates. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just... Uh, we're just kind of drifting right behind uh, number two and just kind of letting them do mm. all the work. And uh, if that's who you are, you're in the right place. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to it. Maybe that's what's keeping you out of the Radio Hall of Fame. Have you Well, it could be that or I was yeah. told by the uh, head of the Radio Hall of Fame, you will never be in this. <laughs> and, uh, it could be that. And so far, that. that prediction has come true. <laughs> yeah. So that's... I think I'm the only national broadcaster not in the Hall of Fame. Here's some comfort, though. The fabulous yeah. sports babe is in. So that's a little, that's, that's you know, comforting. a little comfort. Yeah. How's, uh, how's Foreigner sure. doing on your you know uh, Hall of Fame? This is interesting because yeah. maybe my years of hard work and persistence have, have finally no, paid made off. no difference. According to a couple of websites. Oh, a couple of websites. <laughs> Cleveland.com. Ah, okay. okay, not just any downstream website. That's, that's Cleveland.com. Cleveland. Yeah. And ultimateclassicrock.com. They have both predicted that Foreigner will be nominated this year, and they both believe they'll get in. Because you have to be there. I have to. You I gotta go to, to Cleveland for that if it happens. You have to be there. Yes, you have to. You should be do the whole week of shows yeah. Yeah. from yes. from from the Radio know. Hall of Fame. Yeah, can you believe the, uh, the, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Can you believe that the Doobie Brothers are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This is the, the Doobie Brothers. You're the so, only person I know who's fascinated by this. It's it's incredible. I've never heard anyone care about who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including most of the artists when they're inducted. They don't seem that excited about it. No, do they? <laughs> they barely show up for yeah. it themselves because it's in but, Cleveland. No yeah. offense, Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I think it's a great town. It is it's a great, but town. still, you that doesn't mean that. Uh, but it's also the home, I believe, of the bowling uh, of the bowling Hall of Fame. Is it? Yes, I think it is. Look it up. Look it up. I think it is. I am not aware of that. Yeah. But that's very prestigious yeah. if it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think, is beautiful. It's great. Yeah, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's an impressive building. It is. They it is. say that they don't, they, you know, they don't care. I think they care. Yeah, I think they try to downplay it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, you care. Like, Paul McCartney is in there three times. And when he heard, when he heard that uh, Ringo was not in there. He called Ringo and he said, can you believe you're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist? And Ringo's like, no, I didn't know that. And so he's, he's like, do Why you want to sound like Al Gore? I don't know. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> he was just having an off day. Al Gore, did you know you weren't in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of just, Fame? He had just seen an inconvenient truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, we'll have to do something about that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got some really good news here. Yeah, uh, I believe the bowling museum is in Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Shut right up. down the street. We no, wait, 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 wait. No, that's bowling museum. I'm looking for the bowling hall of fame. The bowling museum and hall of fame. Shut up. I wow. thought it was in Cleveland. <laughs> wow. So that is pretty impressive. That's wow. very Cleveland. Impressive. How did you lose that? Got my afternoon planned. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Are you be... going directly from here to there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I'd like to go you. right okay, now. Okay, so I went bowling with my family. <laughs> you know, my wife, she said, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. So I got her Cafe Rio, which, by the way, mm. was a home run, I just want to say. Uh, the second thing is. You know, that's from the same family, by the way. I told yes, you. I that. know. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I don't. All right. I'm not the fan okay. of it. She is. I She's know. like up to the. I'm telling you, they do something to women. When they walk into a Cafe Rio, they put something in the salad dressing or they (laughs) hypnotize them or something. But Mm -hmm. women are crazy about Cafe Rio. Have you had it? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's like good, good, but, but it doesn't change my life. Right, doesn't. Right. Women are all, they go crazy, yeah, they do. crazy over it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but, you know, whatever. So uh, so we went bowling because she's like, I didn't want anything. And I said, okay, what do you, what do you want? I just want to spend time with family. You need to go bowling. Okay, so we're going bowling. So we went bowling. Uh, there was mm. there was me, Mary, Rafe, Cheyenne. Now they're teenagers mm-hmm. uh, and above. There was Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, Tim. He's thirty. Me and Tanya, and then the two little ones. <clears throat> My grandson, who is three, beat all of us. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. He had. This is really horrible. He had the high score of 61. Oh, my gosh. Nobody. No one. Nobody rolled higher than 61. No one rolled higher than 61. (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't called. I was not called in. I did not. I'm proud to say I don't have a score. It may have been lower than that, but I I was the bench warmer. This is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Are you sure you didn't bowl and get a 12? No, I I didn't. Are you sure? I got the only strike. I bowled once for my son, and I got a strike. But sixty one. Did it have the bumper pads in the alleys? No. So it, it, you know, you ready? Mm-hmm. Some of them did. Yeah. Like Tanya's didn't. Rafe's didn't. But you know, the teenagers. Some of the teenagers. I think. I think my. I think Hannah even may have used bumpers, and she couldn't beat sixty one. <laughs> it's sixty one with I bumpers. Don't I don't even know. I that's don't even bad. know how it happened. No, it's bad. Your family's yeah. a mess. Yeah, <laughs> real Your family's mess. a mess. You don't. Yeah. If things come down to a sporting event, if the world is ever decided oh, on, uh, you know what, we're going to go, <laughs> China's going to take over. Yeah, well, it's going to be decided by a bowl-off. Make sure we're nowhere near. <laughs> Any kind of sporting event, not good. That's unbelievable. The bowling alleys now are no longer like they used to be. Like, I went to one when I was a kid, and we would go, and, you know, it's like, they had the big plastic like pitchers of beer. Yeah, you can get yeah. a beer, and it was smelled like mm-hmm. a bowling alley, yeah, right? Right. It yeah. smelled like beer. Yeah, beer and Pee cigarettes. And yeah. Beer, yeah. and like maybe you had an arcade room. Yeah, like, that's maybe, we, maybe. Uh, maybe. But those were sketchy. Yeah, yeah, and they're very sketchy and very dirty. Now there's like you know it's really good food. They've got automatic bumpers that pop out. Really? They've got different games. Oh, you've not played in the new like, bowling. I haven't. It's no. like oh, they're amazing. Yeah. It's really yeah, they've I don't done. Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really for the same reason. Yeah, the back. Yeah, you're just like, mm-hmm. ow, ow, mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It is amazing that you, every time I go, I wind up hurting myself. Yeah. It's like, I, it, I'm swinging my arm. Is it, bowling mm-hmm. is swinging your arm. It should not be. It's really not. The type of, what? It's really not. It's more than that. It is more than that. You know, it, it, like curling is just sweeping the floor. No, it's not. That's you got to ice skate at the same time. <laughs> no, okay. So ice skating, you're sweeping the floor. You on can ice. ice skate, but you can't bowl over a sixty-one. I didn't say I could ice skate, mm-hmm. but you're not all ice skating. One of them just has to kneel down and just be pushed by the other ones, or just get a running fall. So he's pushing with the rock, and That's then true. the other ones sweep. sweep. And they're not mm. actually ice skating, right? They have shoes on. Yeah. yeah. They don't ice skate. ice skate, but you're no. slipping on the ice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they like sort of shuffle down slip. the ice. Yeah. That's a stupid sport. Oh. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's obviously Canada should be embarrassed. Yeah, that's like Canada. That's just Canada. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We what, give up. What are we going to do? I don't know. Let's 
Push a stone down the ice, eh? Let's let's go to the lake and hope we all don't <laughs> fall in. How many people died as they tried to right? invent curling? I mean, you're putting and a rock the... on the ice? Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's someone who wanted to kill the person who was Very playing. Dangerous. And who came up with a broom? <laughs> you know what make this better? Is if we made it a little neater. <laughs> we just broom some of this stuff out of its way. That'd be great. Doesn't sound like a fun crowd. No, no. it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. no. All right, uh, Pat. Any uh, any uh, thoughts before you go into the weekend? Well, I I have purchased a record player so that I can catch <laughs> up on my words. Right. Okay, yeah. that's I'm, really good. I'm up to I'm just one million nine hundred forty thousand words short now right. of where right. I need to be. Right. Which, I didn't even realize until last night I was short on words, but well, now I figured it out. Short on words and some of the best words mm-hmm. and a record player is really going to be. Mm-hmm. What is it? One of those Disney books that's reading stories. Bing. And he turned the record over. If any of those people win, uh, (laughs) America, just on sheer stupidity for voting for them, is done. Forget their policies. How can you watch what we saw last night Mm. and then vote for one of those buffoons? It is a bad group. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it is a bad group. There is nobody you can look at and say, well, okay, if Trump loses... That wouldn't be so bad. There's nobody like that. I mean, I, I think no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Take your mindset out of of policy. You could look at Elizabeth Warren and go, mm, she's competent. She's not crazy. And if you uh, didn't know if, her, if, any of her policies, or if you didn't have a problem with socialism, yes, you well, know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah but I think no, but you wouldn't do. say that. I certainly not. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Uh, but you don't. But Bernie Sanders. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's Just crazy. a miserable human being. Really bad. And then uh, Joe Biden, there is something wrong with physically him. wrong with him. Yeah. And I don't say that with great joy. There is something wrong with him. And you and are a doctor. I am a doctor. <laughs> I am a doctor. So thank you for reminding me of that mm-hmm. and the audience. Um, Kamala Harris, you could look at and go, well, she's kind of like me, you know. Uh, if you didn't know, again, the policy. Right. 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 So there are some. I think the one, if you're just looking at the person and who sounds the most sane, I'd have to go with Buddha Judge. Uh, I, I'd he, go with know, Yang. I think. Would you? I think yeah, I would. Yang yeah, Yang is I, I, like I think his policies are better than a lot of the other candidates. You know, if you're going to go just and again, his policies are terrible. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like an F or an mm-hmm. F minus. Um, but he, he, I don't think it comes off. He comes off weird to me uh, for some reason. He, I've heard him in long form interviews and where that's he's saying, very likable, but like on mm. this, he's doing all these. Sh- Dickie, I'm going to give $10,000 to 10 families every month. Wow! It's like a, it's, 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 he's so treating weird. it in a, in a, like, it's like a, he's, he's literally launching a contest in the middle mm-hmm. of a debate. It's just mm-hmm. weird. And he kind of smart, though, when you're trying to qualify for the next debate. He's just looking for donors. Yeah, well, he's already in for the next debate, though. Oh, is he now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. look, you know, we, everyone, like, dismisses Gang. He's in, I believe, sixth place when it comes to the polling. Sixth. He's ahead of Bob Frank at O'Rourke at this point. He's ahead of Gabbard. He's ahead of Steyer. He's ahead of Castro. He's ahead of Klobuchar. Um, I think he's sixth. I think he's ahead of Booker, too, um, which gives you only Buttigieg, Harris, Warren, Sanders, and Biden who, who are mm. and ahead I have of him to tell in polling. You, I think mm-hmm. Buttigieg and Yang, I, I think uh, those two have in common the one thing of, uh, you know, we're not totally crazy. I'm taking policies mm-hmm. away. Yeah. We're not totally crazy. We're kind of like you. And you know, I think they kinda... sense the rest of the field is totally nuts. They they know that the they start raising, yeah. raving nuts. Yeah. yeah. I think you're yeah. willing to, 
you're willing to go with grandpa who we can't let drive in Biden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't don't give him he will drive that car mm-hmm. right through the front uh the front wall of the living room. Mm-hmm. So they they're willing to go with that because we've all dealt with a crazy grandpa and he'll just maybe he'll be kind of quiet and uh you know he'll be one of those popes that didn't really do anything. It's better than a like a really crazy pope. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one of the dark popes. One of the dark popes. Yeah. One of the dark popes. I'm You're kind of racist. amazed at the at Buttigieg's ability to just disappear though. Like I, I like a, like this is a guy he'd be the first gay president, right? He is a mayor. Uh he's 37 or 8 years old mm-hmm. or maybe he's 12 years old. He's something. He's very young. He has kind of an amazing story. He seems, as you point out, Pat, to have, I mean, he seems to be maybe the smartest of the candidates and also... And he actually served the country. Served the country? Mm -hmm. Uh Maybe, maybe. Um, And he just, he gets in these debates and he's just a giant zero. He doesn't hurt himself. I never, I I mean, sometimes with the religion stuff, he's so bad on that. that I will say that's incredibly offensive to anyone who actually cares about their faith. But any other than that, good thing none of us do, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Nobody believes in well, stuff. Ask that, make <laughs> Those, that point in that room, and you probably yeah, I know get you, that reaction. That's exactly what they would say. Um, but but I mean, like, this is a guy who should have a dynamic story, and he just disappears. He doesn't get helped well, or hurt. He just hurts around the same spot. You heard what came out of the blaze with, um, um, oh, what's her name? The crazy woman, uh, Marianne, Williamson. Marianne Williamson. Did you hear what what Eric Bowling? Got off mic? Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw uh, that. Let me play yeah. that for you. Let me take a break and I'll come back and play this. It's pretty incredible. And I think that explains the Buddha Judge uh, kind of phenomenon that you feel right now. All right, our uh, sponsor this half hour. I don't happen to have it in front of me. Who is it? Who's our sponsor, guys? Uh, Who is it? Do a commercial for me if you want. Oh, my pillow. Oh, okay. uh, my pillow. It's great. It's a great pillow. My pillow, um, you're going to be able to get a great night's sleep. It doesn't get hot. You don't have to fluff it up all through the night. It is really, really great. And there's there's two different kinds, and I want you to know this because they didn't tell me this. Uh, there's a black label and a green label, and it's the same cost. It's just which one do you want a thicker fi- a pillow to you know fit your, your head, or do you want a thinner pillow? When you get the right one, it's an amazing pillow. My pillow right now, they have new radio listener specials uh, with all kinds of just great deals, including the My Pillow dog bed. Strangely, not one for cats, but hey, uh, you can get one now for nineteen ninety nine. My Pillow uh, products come with a sixty day money back guarantee, ten year warranty. It's really a great pillow. Check out all of their specials now at the new radio listener specials. Enter the promo code Beck, mypillow.com. Promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So we were talking about a Buddha judge and how he just can't get his, uh, you know, just can't get his story out, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's just because the media plays favorites and uh, the media chooses you know, uh, and you you see this a little bit. Eric Bowling had uh, what's her name again? Uh, Marianne Williamson on yeah. on his show for Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, and after the interview, Sinclair just kept running the microphones and the cameras. And she made quite an amazing statement as she just kind of leaned over and was just kind of sitting there at the counter. Here's what she said. 
What does it say that Fox News is nicer to me than the lefties are? I'm sorry? It, what does it say that the conservatives are nicer to me? It's a bizarre world, man. It's such a bizarre mm -hmm. world. You know, I'm such a lefty. I mean, I'm a serious lefty. But they're so... I understand why people on the right call them godless. I mean, it's like... I didn't think the left was as mean as the right. They are. Well, I'm, I'm just, just right. So, Marianne, well... So, it, it, bizarre. Bizarre. Um, and yet, that I think we're finding out on all sides. I think that there are these packs that play for keeps that are they that look at themselves as the gatekeepers where i don't think that the average person now this is not the extremes i'm not talking about the left i'm talking about the democrats democrats are not like that in their own hometown and neither are republicans in their own hometown but the system just destroys you especially the left you're listening to glenn